Okay, good evening everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight I want to bring a message to you from Philippians chapter 1, uh, verses 1. Let's start again. Today I want to bring a message to you from Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Just the two verses today. Before we get to the text... I want to read you a very interesting story about a man named Samuel Morse. He invented Morse code. I don't know Morse code except for SOS. That's all I know. So I learned that when I was in Boy Scouts. So Morse code, Samuel Morse. In an interview with the great inventor of the telegraph, Samuel F. B. Morse, George Harvey inquired, Professor Morse, when you were making your experiments at the university, did you ever come to a standstill not knowing what to do next? Oh yes, more than one, said Mr. Morse. I've never discussed this with anyone, so the public knows nothing about it. But now that you ask me, I tell you frankly, I prayed for more light. And did God give you the wisdom and the knowledge you needed? Yes, he did, said Morse. That's why I never felt that I deserved the honours that came to me from America and Europe because of the invention associated with my name. I had a valuable application of the use of electric I made a valuable application of the use of electrical power, but it was all through God's help. It wasn't because I was superior to other scientists. When the Lord wanted to bestow his gift on mankind, he had to use someone, and I'm grateful he chose to reveal it to me. In view of these facts, ladies and gentlemen, in view of these facts, it's not surprising that the inventor's first message over the telegraph was what has God wrought just a bit what has God wrought very interesting and you know we find it don't we at times we're stuck on a situation and we pray to the Lord and the answer comes don't you love it I love it I just love it when I go down the street. There's cars parked everywhere. And right outside the shop that I want to go to, a, a car pulls out and leaves a space for me. And I drive in and I just say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God is even in control of every part of our life and wants to bless us even with a parking spot. Okay, let's read the text. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless, ladies and gentlemen, for the day of Christ. Paul says that our love for one another should abound. It should flow as a river flows. And 
be also to the glory and to the praise of God. Our love, our love should abound. It should flow as a river flows and be to the glory and praise of God. I looked up the word abound in the dictionary and it's a verb and it means to exist in great plenty, to be rich, to be filled. Love, abounding, rich love, plenty of love, be filled with love. Love can be expressed and received in many different ways. And Paul's prayer to the church of Philippi was that their love may abound more and more in two areas, knowledge and depth of insight, discernment and judgment. I said two, and that's actually four. Let's read through them again. Paul's prayer there was that their love may abound more and more in knowledge, depth of insight, discernment and judgment. Knowledge is important for the believer. And Christians must have a certain knowledge of the Bible. We gain knowledge by reading, by listening, by sharing and talking to others. Knowledge of God alone, ladies and gentlemen, is not enough. We must also be able to discern. The scripture says that your love may be abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight that you must be able to that you may be able to discern. Knowledge is not enough. We have to discern. Interesting. Interesting. Depth of insight, discernment, judgment. The ability to use knowledge. Believers must use their knowledge with an attitude of love. Love toward their fellow man and love towards God. Hello, good evening, Karen. I just saw your post come up. Okie dokie. So I want to talk to you for a moment about love. Because that's the first thing that Paul says. That your love may abound. What is love? Well, I love my wife. I love my car. I love my occupation. I love all sorts of things. I love Jesus. But there are different kinds of love, aren't there? There's brotherly love. There's the love that a husband and wife has, which is different. There's the love that we have for Jesus, which is different again. There are many types of ways to express our love. But 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 7 tells us about love. Love is patient. That's interesting. Love is kind. And both of those are fruit of the Spirit. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. And love does not boast and is not proud. 
Love is not rude. It is not self-seeking, nor is it easily angered. And get this, love keeps no record of wrongs. (laughs) I remember what you did last week. That was not fair. No, love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Who is the truth? Jesus is the way and the life, isn't he? I can hear it. He's also the truth. Tequila Charm Rose. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our service. So love always protects, protects, always trusts, always hopes, and love always perseveres. In fact, as Paul said to the Philippian church, our love should abound. Our love should abound. It should run over as a cup or a river overflows. Love should be more than sentimental. It should be knowledgeable and discerning. And having genuine spiritual knowledge, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and having genuine spiritual knowledge of God and depth of insight into his ways enables Christians to love God and to love others more and more and more. <clears throat> How long must we keep loving for? Excuse me. <clears throat> Dear I me, there's something in my throat and I want it to be gone. How long must we uh, to love for? There's a clue right at the end of verse 10. Until the day of Christ. We are to love. We're to abound in love. More and more knowledge and depth of insight. Thank you so much, Helen. That you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So we're to love until the day of Christ. Interesting. Very interesting. So, the idea for love in verse 10 is to be able to discern what is best. Okay? To be able to discern what is best. Okay, now the word discern is linked to the Greek word testing. It comes from the Greek word called dokimazu, D-O-K-I-M-A-Z-O-U. And that word is directly translated to the English word we know called Discern. Discernment. Okie dokie. So, the testing is is with a view of approving, okay? The word was used in testing metals and coins to determine whether they met the specified standards. 
Okay. They would discern, approve, and test. So the word approve, let's look at this. The word approve is a verb, and it translates to think well of. To approve of someone is to think well of someone, or to be pleased with someone, or to commend or confirm, or sanction or ratify, or to show, or demonstrate, or to test. To convict, approve. So, can we use this biblical concept of approving or discerning out of love for our own lives? Here's a question and a half. In relation to God's word, do we meet the specific standards? In relation to other people, do we meet these specific standards in relation to our spouse and our families do we meet the specified standards are we able to discern test and approve what is right from god's perspective what is right from god's perspective if we display his love then we will receive help and power, right, help and power from heaven. This will help us to become and to remain pure and blameless until the day of Christ. Verse 10. The key is when we receive his help, right? Now, here's the key. Listen carefully. The key is when we receive his help, we need to act upon it, okay? Becoming more focused, sorry, becoming a more focused Christian is not automatic. We must work at it. Yes, it involves toil, sweat, the hard yards, the extra mile, the reading of the scripture and understanding scripture and gaining knowledge and interpreting that knowledge and discerning, showing love. Christianity is a process that needs to be worked at. But we don't work it alone, and we don't draw on our own power, but we draw on power, you got it, from above. So, we must work at our Christianity. Paul wraps up this paragraph by saying that if believers practice love, then we will be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Yes, a righteous stand before God results in being clothed in Christ's righteousness. In other words, displaying a righteous Sorry, displaying a Christ-like attitude. Abigail, welcome. Welcome to our service tonight. So, displaying a Christ-like attitude results in fruit for God. And these inequalities, partially described in Galatians 5.22 
will be evident to others. So we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit here. And the fruit of the Spirit comes through none other than Jesus Christ, for it is really his life lived out through the life of the believer. As such fruit magnifies God, not self. So a life that exhibits such traits is to the glory and the praise of God. So, let me wrap this up. Let me summarise this message. We're at the end, folks. It's a short one tonight. What are you doing with your life? Are you happy with where you are at? Or do you desire that your love would abound more? Do you want to better discern what is best? Or do you want to be filled with the fruit of righteousness? Maybe you want all three. That would be good. Come to God today and allow him to minister into your life. Allow him to minister into your life. That is done by reading one of these books. It's called the Bible. The Holy Bible. Right there. It's a bit hard to see, isn't it? But anyway, that's what it is. The Holy Bible. There we go. The Holy Bible. We've got to read this book to understand Christianity. See where it says Bible? Basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what it stands for. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Everybody leaves earth. Some read the instructions. Some don't. Don't be among those that don't. Be among those that read the scriptures. Because your eternal life depends on your salvation. And your salvation depends on understanding scripture. Okay. Come to God today and allow him to minister into your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing upon everybody tonight that's today or listening to this broadcast. Father, we pray that we'll be able to come to you with a contrite heart. And Lord, that we'll be able to look up to you and receive everything that you have for us. Everything that's necessary for salvation. Lord, that we would be people with a repentant heart. We'd be sorry for the things we've done wrong. And we would apologise and repent that we would not want to do those things again. Well, Lord, we pray that your forgiveness will wash over our, our lives, Lord. And that we can start afresh with Jesus. Father, we want to love. We want our love to abound more and more. Father in knowledge and discernment, understanding. Father, be with us today. Be with us every day, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, 
you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.